Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price. Kyle, what's up? Dude, I'm excited, man. Busy, busy sports week. It really is. I mean, especially within the last 24 hours. Uh, special guest today, we have Lee filling in for Tim. Welcome to the show, Lee. Yeah, now it's time to see how some real producing is done. Oh, oh taking shots. Tim. Sorry. I like it, though. I like it. I like the good beef. <clears throat> All right, so as Kyle said, we do have a lot to get to today, and we can't wait for it. So let's start right off the rip. We're going to start talking about the Russell Wilson trade that went down in the NFL yesterday. Blockbuster deal. That's why the title of the show is the Blockbuster this week. Because of this trade, there were a lot of people, myself included, a lot of football fans, would love to have Russell Wilson on their team. Unfortunately, he's going to the Denver Broncos. Well, what was your first thoughts when you saw this? I, The first thought I thought was like, I mean, I didn't think it was real at first. Um, but the amount of what, what Denver gave to get Russell is just mind blowing to me. I mean, I can't believe they, this, I mean, what they traded away, what I think second round, a couple second round, picks. two first round picks, two second round, round picks, a uh, fifth round pick and three players, yeah. three worthless players. Let's I, be honest. As we said before the show started, we would have done that in a heartbeat. I mean, that's crazy to me. I mean, does it make, does it make, um, does it make Denver the automatic, like, one of the top favorites now? Possibly. I mean, they have a hell of a receiving course, still. I mean, I mean they do, and they have a really good defense also. They, yeah. were a, they were a really good team last year. Their only problem was the quarterback position. Right. Between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, it's not good enough to win games in the NFL. And it showed because, I mean, you remember the Thursday night mm -hmm. game. Case Keenum and Dearness Johnson beat that Denver Bronco team. Now you give them Russell Wilson, it's a different animal. Right. And that's a really good division. I mean, look, don't look now. The, the AFC West is, is loaded. Assuming Derek Carr doesn't go anywhere this offseason, that is a team or a, a division that is going to be something to fuck with for, the, for a while. And as a Browns fan, it sucks. You don't want to see a great quarterback going to another AFC team because it's another team standing in your way. And, Lee, you're a Steeler fan, so I'm sure you feel the same way. That's another AFC team. Yeah, and Russell Wilson was definitely on my top five list of uh, quarterbacks I would love to see in black and gold this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I can imagine it's hard to find anybody that, that wouldn't want him on their team unless you have Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow, somebody like that. Those teams that already have the young, good quarterback, everybody else wants Russell Wilson. So do you think Seattle's like, are, are they selling? Or are they, are they getting rid of these pieces? And do you think they're going to make a run at uh, Deshaun Watson? It's hard to say because that's a rumor as of right now. But there's also speculation that their ninth pick they just got from Denver is going to be used on a quarterback. So they will be trying to rebuild. My concern with that, though, and I have a friend that's a Seahawks fan, so this came up a lot in conversation with him over the last 24 hours. What do you do with that situation, with that team? Because you have Pete Carroll, who's like 70 years old. Yeah, just turned 70 this year. You now lost your franchise quarterback, your, your Super Bowl winning quarterback. Do you start from scratch with a 70-year-old head coach? I think that's why that rumor for them going after Watson is pretty strong right now is because you have an, a very old, an old coach. You still have two good receivers with DK Metcalf and, and Lockett. So, I mean, you but can... That, that rumor came out immediately after the Wilson trade right. is that Lockett's now on the trade block. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're trying to rebuild, you're trading those two away. You're not... I mean, I'd be, it'd be weird to see them... Anybody want to take the, the, the Metcalf uh, trade because you're going to have to pay that guy next year. Um, oh, and I mean, teams would be more than willing to do it with his production. Right. He's a guy that he's a top tier wide receiver. So teams would take him in a heartbeat. But, but I have I mean, so I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. I mean, if 
maybe they're waiting to see what happens with Watson this week or or any in the next couple of weeks. Maybe if they try to th- go all in for Watson, but if they don't get Watson, then I can see them trading away the receivers. Did you see the asinine grade that CBS Sports gave that trade? No, I did not. What did they do? They gave it a C. Hmm. For both parties, they they it says uh, Seahawks grade C. Let me see if they say anything about the Broncos. I mean, in my opinion, Broncos got an A. Yeah, I was going to say the Broncos made out like bandits because you're getting probably a Hall of Fame quarterback in Russell Wilson. You traded away two first-round picks, which now you have Russell Wilson. You assume that obviously this year's pick is the ninth overall pick, but you assume next year your pick will be in the late 20s, hopefully 30s. So it's a meaningless pick. Same with the second-round picks. means nothing. You already have a pretty good roster. And then those players you gave up, Noah Fant is the best of the bunch. He's the tight end that was with the Broncos. Average at best. Nothing special, so him going to Seattle doesn't mean much. My views on Seattle, though, are, are I don't know what to think because they cool. cut Bobby Wagner, right, who was the last remaining player from that Super Bowl team. So they now are completely gutted, except for Pete Carroll. Now you have a pretty depleted roster. Their offensive line has always been pretty bad. Their receiving core is good, assuming that they keep Tyler Lockett. You, your defense is nothing like it used to be. They traded two first-round picks for Jamal Adams two seasons ago. That hasn't panned out. What exactly is their future? I don't even know if Deshaun Watson moves the needle much for that right. team. Because you're replacing a great quarterback in Russell Wilson with a great quarterback in Deshaun Watson. So to me, it shows the quarterback's not the issue in Seattle. It's everything else. And if you're going to get Deshaun Watson, you're going to have to trade all those assets you just acquired from Denver, right. putting you back to square one. So that's the thing. Like, and Chipper just made a comment. is like, you know, with Pete Carroll, why are you sticking around? I mean, makes no sense. I, I can't believe a trade wouldn't have been... Have been done without Carroll signing off on it or Carroll maybe suggesting it even, you know. He probably has a lot to say in that in that organization. Um, but no, it's true. I don't know. I mean, it, it really is kind of a what do they do, what do they not do type thing. I mean, I think in the next week or two you're going to see that direction they're going to take because, mm-hmm. like you said, Lockett on the trade block probably, he's going to be moved soon. He might be moved on draft night. I mean, that's what, drafts, what, 35, 40 days away or whatever now? 50. 50 days 50 away, days. sorry. Um, so, I mean, <clears throat> a lot's going to happen in the next month, month and a half. But, yeah, I, I'd be curious to, to see what they do. But Seattle definitely is in a rebuilding stage probably. I, I don't see them competing with anything. So it's interesting, though, because Seattle just put themselves back in the top 10 since they gave up their 10th their spot to the Jets already. So now they're at number nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and with that, that pick, there's heavily – it's heavy rumor. I mean, it's early. Take it with a grain of salt. But heavy rumors that they're going to be going after a quarterback. And there's no quarterback who you're going to draft in the top ten. I, I hear that they like Malik Willis. But, I mean, obviously – A lot. There's the, small, all his, 32 His combine yeah. turned oh. – opened up a lot of eyes on him. I, I still think he's I still think he's a second-round, third-round pick. But whatever. Re- realistically, I think most draft grades, they have – Malik Willis is the number one quarterback, and he's like the 25th overall player. Right. So he should be around a second-round pick, but because of how hot drafting a quarterback has become right. and how desperate teams are, they overdraft. So that's why you get guys going in the top 10 that have no business being in the first round even. Like Kenny Pickett will probably be a top 20 pick. He has no business being a top 20 pick. Can we do a little bit of Baker bashing real quick? We love doing it all the time. Oh, of course. In the last two, in the last two days, it's been funny because every person's been tweeting about you know, um, now the top top AFC te- quarterbacks in the AFC or whatever, and they're mentioning all these quarterbacks: the Herberts, the Mahomes, the the Joe Burrows, now the Russell Wilsons, and, and Baker's not been mentioned at all. And Nor should he. It's Nor hilarious. Should he. It's just it's just funny to me. In in the real world of of sports, from an outsider's perspective, Baker Mayfield is viewed as an average quarterback at best. 
in Cleveland because he has one winning season. He, he People want a statue for him. I don't understand it. You know who else has had a one winning season in Cleveland? Derek Anderson. How did that work out for us? Great. One good season. Exactly. I mean, Browns fans just, they don't understand. <laughs> I've said it before, probably the dumbest fans in football are Browns fans. I've seen it all over the internet. They're, they're happy that Russell Wilson was traded to Denver and not Cleveland. And they're like, oh, thank God. And it's like, who, how, how could you be happy with that? It must, never, must never, be those so-called Baker bros that I keep 100%. About. It's the Baker bros. They're I, the worst people on earth. I've never seen a more divided fan base than, than we are in Cleveland when it comes to Baker Mayfield. It's like a Republican versus Democrat type type left and right side of the field where you're at. It's, you know? it's a lot of people that, I mean, who knows? Most of them hide behind Twitter avatars of pictures of Baker Mayfield or Brownie the Elf or something. So who knows how <laughs> old they are? Maybe they're young because so they're naive. But there are a lot of fans that are so dedicated to the player and not the team. Right. Like I got an argument with, your, with your friend Jamie today, he was talking to me about Dak Prescott. He was shitting on Dak Prescott. And I was like, I would take Dak Prescott in a heartbeat. He said, that's because you're a hater. I'm like, that's because I watch football. <laughs> Dak Prescott's a much better quarterback than Baker. And I think anybody that watches football would agree with me on that. And then he just kept going on about Baker and wanting me to watch videos that break down Baker's seasons and blah, blah, blah. I've watched every game multiple times of Baker's career. He's not good. We're going into year five. He said one decent season, and that one decent season was the equivalent of Carson Wentz's mediocre to bad season that just got him shipped out of Indianapolis. I, I can't. The Browns believe- fans are enamored. But he was hurt. You have to take that into consideration. He was hurt. Exactly. And, and, and the coaches, they didn't sit him. Yeah, no NFL player plays hurt on Sunday. They all rest with any little boo-boo. I think that even some of the hardcore Baker bros, as they call them, would agree that Dak Prescott is a far better quarterback than and, Baker Mayfield And if is. they don't, I mean, that's just where I reach a point of, like, I can't even talk football with people that, that think that that stupidly, honestly. That's the only way I can put it. It's just ignorant. Uh, I had another guy yesterday discussing with um, the Russell Wilson trade and how I wish we, the Browns would have done it, and I was told, no way was I giving up those draft picks. And I'm like, so you'd rather have draft picks than a Super Bowl? And that's really where Browns fans are at. Right. It's it's disgusting well, it's to say because, out loud. It's because we've been trained over the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years that we we are a draft capital team. Like, we, we want all our draft picks. We want all the, the cap room space and everything. And every year we have all this, you know, whatever. And the second we start getting rid of it for anything, it's like, oh, my God, whew. We're, we're, our season's going to be horrible now. Like, people don't equate the value of certain picks and, and positions to what's, what it's going to mean to. Yeah. For the mean. first time in, in, since 1999, this team does not need to make sure that they get every draft pick possible yeah. in the first round to build this team. Mm-hmm. And I think the fans are just so inclined to sit there and be like, oh, no, 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 no. Draft picks are our preciouses. Like, it's the l- ring from the Lord of the Ring, and they're Gollum. Yeah, un- un- I don't understand. You would think the Browns fans would understand that Draft picks, maybe we've had a season where we have a plethora of picks. What have we used them on? No. On one hand, can you name, or on both hands, really, can you name the great draft picks that we've had since 1999? There's been a few. Exactly. Joe Thomas. Trent Richardson. Yeah, Trent Richardson, Brandon Whedon. That was the same draft. We had two first-round picks that year. <laughs> then you go to the year with Miles Garrett, two first-round picks. Corey what did we come Coleman. Away with? That, was, that was previous. <laughs> that was when we had the second overall pick. We traded back to take Corey oh, Coleman. I'm sorry. I'm just naming amazing draft picks we've had. But we had a year with three first-round picks. We right. came away with Miles Garrett, who was the no-brainer number one pick. Right. Then you took Jabril Peppers, and then you took David Njoku. Jabril Peppers is a mediocre safety who we shipped out of town. David Njoku is a mediocre tight end who we just put a franchise tag on. I don't know why. 
We'll talk about that eventually, too. That's on the list. That's on the docket. I thought we were leading off with that. I was ready to go. <laughs> yeah, bigger fish to fry than David and Joku on this show. But, but yeah, just talking to Browns fans and, and just their incompetence, really. They, they love the draft picks, but we don't use them for anything, and, and they, they covet them too much. I'd right. rather have a Super Bowl than draft picks. Look at, look at what the Los Angeles Rams did. That's the number one team that I can put as the example. You have a team that traded away everything that they could. They got Von Miller. They signed Odell Beckham. They traded for Matthew Stafford. They did everything they could. They went all in on a Super Bowl, and they won a fucking Super Bowl. Browns fans, do you not want that? You'd rather have Baker Mayfield playing average quarterback and he, just so he feels good because you support him because you all buy the six jerseys. We're supposed to be happy with that. I want a fucking Super Bowl, and real Browns fans should want that as well at any cost. You don't feel good. You should probably calm down just a little bit. I know. I'm getting riled up here. You're going to lose that voice before the end of the show. I'm already losing it. (laughs) I'm losing my voice and my mind talking to Browns fans lately. Let's just all agree that um, it's going to be very interesting to see. You have to believe that Andrew Barry has been in on every one of these quarterbacks that have made moves or been signed or anything in this offseason in the last couple weeks. I I would assume he's made at Uh, least a call. To an extent. I think think he's, he's he's being smart. I mean... I personally like Carson Wentz. I don't think he would have been a like at his current state would have been a better option for than than Baker. If they did it, I would be like, okay, I understand why, but it wouldn't have really gotten me too excited. So that's a call that I guess I'm guessing he probably didn't make. What Russell Wilson with a no trade clause? Yeah. I'm guessing the Seahawks had to ask Russell what teams he'd want to go to and then they have to work from there. Right. So teams can call all day, but they just say, "Sorry, he's not interested." And that's the end of it. Yeah, so I guess I was going to ask you this because I know you're a big Carson Wentz fan. I, I like the guy statistically, great quarterback. But what's what's wrong with him? I mean, what what is the issue that teams have with him? Is he a bad teammate? I mean, is, I think is his he... psyche got a little fucked up when they won the Super Bowl. He was having an MVP season, right? With the Eagles, tears his ACL out for the year. They go on to win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Yeah. Then next year, it's quarterback controversy. Nick Foles is everyone saying, "Well, Carson Wentz sucks." Nick Foles won us the Super Bowl. You know how Eagle Philly fans are. Philly fans are brutal. So then he goes to Indianapolis. I think his psyche just got a little fucked up seeing his team win a Super Bowl while he was on the bench, right. knowing that he helped carry them to that point because he was having a really good season sure. that year. So I think that's kind of what it had what had to, what had to, uh, to do with it. But. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things where maybe he's got like the yips kind of. I just don't know and why you're just not going to recover. Why would the Colts move on from him? He had a good, he had a good statistically had a good year last year. They look at it as down the stretch when they needed a couple of wins, he failed to execute, failed to do it, so they're moving on. However, the other thing too is the Colts have this will be their sixth straight season with a new starting quarterback, mm-hmm. which that's something the Browns used to do. I forgot the, the the list. There were a couple of teams that have been doing that since the last six years. One of them is the Denver Broncos, who probably will have their starting quarterback for the next few years at least now right. after making that trade. Uh, the Colts were another, and I forgot who the, the third team was, but there were a few. But just shows you that teams are willing to make moves at quarterback to try to win, and it doesn't always work. I mean, the Colts had Andrew Luck, then they lost Andrew Luck, and they went on to Jacoby Brissett. They've gone on to Phillip Rivers. They've gone on to um, Carson Wentz for a year. Now they're going to be possibly going on to Jimmy G. That's the hot rumor. Possibly Derek Carr. We'll wait and see what happens with those two guys. But you have a team trading for quarterbacks year in and year out, and it's resulted in nothing. But they're taking the chance. Yeah. They have a really good team, the Colts do. They have a good roster. They have good players on defense, and they're risk-taking. The Browns, on the other hand, really good roster, really good players. As of right now, we're wasting Miles Garrett. We're wasting Nick Chubb. 
these guys don't they won't play forever. Right. How long do you want to sit there and watch Baker Mayfield be the anchor holding this team back while these great players just go wasted? At least one more year, because that's what I feel is going to happen. Uh, my I'm buddy, really hoping not. Buddy Lee dropped a comment and says, never healthy. He's always season injury, ending injury. Plus, the Colts team couldn't even beat my Jags in, to get into the playoffs. I mean, yeah, they, they all shit the bed. I mean, the whole team overall shit the bed that last week. That week 17, though, the Colts did terrible. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with him at, in the commander. I mean, maybe he gets on the right team. And, um, I mean, that is a huge point, too, is his health. Yeah. Since that knee injury, he's been struggling to stay healthy. He hurt his back against the Seahawks in the playoffs for the Eagles, I think, the year after the Super Bowl. Yeah. He he just he broke his or hurt his feet, both feet, right before the season started for the yeah. Colts. He can't stay healthy. Poor guy. I feel him. And staying with the quarterback carousel that is, one guy that's not going anywhere, Aaron Rodgers. And that was a pipe dream for us as Browns fans, a pipe dream for Steelers fans, really a pipe dream for just about all all 31 other teams in the NFL would probably have taken Aaron Rodgers. There's maybe only a few that wouldn't. I protest this this segment. <laughs> I do, too. I have a man crush on Aaron Rodgers, so this one hurt when I saw you was is saying. It, is it the hair? Do you just love the love No, I'm not, not going to I don't like the hair, actually. It looks a little homeless. That's why I use this picture. <laughs> so I'm curious, though, because, you know, uh, Shefty put out the tweet that says what his contract is or whatever, the four-year, $200 million. 152 guaranteed, Jesus Christ. They're saying that's not accurate. Right, that's what I'm saying. So he yeah. tweeted and said, hey, yes, I'm staying with Green Bay. However, anything that's been, tweet, uh, been put out there is not accurate, yeah. including what I signed for. So I'm wondering, do you think it's bigger than a four-year $200 million? No, I mean, he's probably going to be making a shitload of money like according the highest-paid quarterback. Yeah, according to Green Bay, he will be the highest-played NFL player ever. The only problem, though, is Green Bay is probably trying to make it look, when it's released to the public, that it's very team friendly right. and it helps excuse me helps them because they're going to have to make a lot of tough decisions they're going to have to let people go they're not going to be able to afford some people and everyone's going to go well that's Aaron Rodgers' fault because of his huge con- huge contract he doesn't want all that on his back so they're going to make it look like it's not his fault they did say that his new deal is going to help their cap space a little bit or their yeah. dead cap space a little bit sure so i mean that might whatever i mean they already franchise tagged uh adams yep. so that that duo sticking around for the next year or so at least yeah they restructured a couple deals to free up some cap space then they made the announcement that aaron Rodgers is staying then they tagged Devonte adams so they're making some right moves to keep some some of the core people in place but it will probably cost them some very good players. But that's just the price of doing business in the NFL that happens. So here's a here's a, um, a devil's advocate. Do you think uh, Aaron Rodgers looked at the AFC and says, fuck that. I am not going to go to the division that I'm going to maybe not guarantee a deep playoff run or even a playoff run altogether. No, I think he's just looking at it as at, at his age. In the available teams, there's not a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team like Tom Brady when he left. There's not a team like that that's looking for a quarterback. There are good teams, but there's no surefire thing. I think with his chemistry in Green Bay, with the players, the coaches, everything, I think it just makes more sense for him to stick around. Like, for me, when Tom Brady left New England, it made sense because their roster was kind of shitty. They didn't have a very good team around Tom Brady, so he wanted to go elsewhere. Aaron Rodgers still has a really good team. I mean, they were just the one seat, for fuck's sake. They just choked against the Niners. Bad weather. Bad weather. It really was. I mean, it was shit weather, and it was... uh, A special teams touchdown cost Aaron Rodgers, you know, a playoff win, which... That was an ugly game to watch. It was. I mean, that's just shit weather. That's what happens in the the playoffs. But I think it makes sense for Aaron Rodgers to stick around and stay in Green Bay because, again, the the familiarity he has with the team. He's been there for, you know, almost 20 years now. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see if they they do anything else i know they're locked up to the cap space i mean is there anybody they can go after I, I don't think they can i mean maybe they can bring some other receivers in or whatever i mean what's his biggest thing has always been what he wants like a 
he's what's his biggest ask been in Green Bay that he's never been given, I guess. Well, the one a thing defense, that really a defense, right? No, the defense wasn't the biggest thing. The the worst thing for him was he really wanted wide receivers. And in the year that he was very vocal and open about wanting wide receivers, they drafted Jordan Love. Yeah. So they basically spit in his face and said, "We're going to take a wide or a quarterback, your future." <laughs> and it, he played a couple of games. He hasn't looked great. They're obviously going to have to probably move on from him now because there's no sense in keeping him. And oh, that's a guy that maybe, could, maybe that's we're going to come to Cleveland. I don't think I would really want Jordan Love. <laughs> um, call me crazy, but I, uh, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't hate it if if Andrew Barry and Stefanski do their due diligence and their homework and they think this guy's going to be better than Baker. I trust them. Right. But it's not. It's not something. If I woke up and saw we traded for Jordan Love, my first thought would be. Fuck. Okay, a little QB competition, not not an automatic starter. Competition. <laughs> we got a Carson Wentz hate from my friend Bill there. Have you seen Carson Wentz's arm? Dude is gra- hasn't graduated high school with those arms. Hit the weight room, you bum. No wonder why he never gets better. Lack of effort. Colt saw that for a year and said, peace out, pussy. Wow, strong <laughs> words. He knows my like of my my like for uh, Carson Wentz, and he, he lets me know it all the time. But... Uh, again, Carson Wentz wasn't somebody that I, if we got, I, I immediately said Vegas should change our odds of the Super Bowl, you know, anything like that. I just think he's a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield, and that's pretty much all it boils down to for me at this point. So now, I mean, just real quick in the Browns before we move on, do you, who are, who do you think the Browns are going to target? Um, I mean, other than I know we want to make some big trades, but let's say we stick with Baker. Who are we bringing in as a backup to Baker? Or who are we bringing in as competition to Baker? Who's out there that you would love to see him bring in if we can't get the next big name on the list, which obviously is Watson right now? I mean, if we're going for a guy that's just going to be competition, there's really not many available. Um, I mean, we said it jokingly, but Jordan Love could be a guy that if they traded for him as a backup or, you know, if he outplays Baker, he's the starter type situation. That's possible. Not something I could really see the Browns doing. They're not going to trade a bunch of picks for a backup. If anything, they'll sign somebody. The available free agent quarterbacks that you could go after, Mariota, doesn't move the needle for me. I've never been a Marcus Mariota fan. I think he's he, he relies on the run too much. That doesn't work in the NFL. That's why he's bounced around a little bit. Um, Trubisky, like you just said. Yeah. Trubisky is a guy who, personally, I think Mitch Trubisky could outplay Baker and become the starter. But there's some really, really hot rumors that Trubisky's going to the Giants, and he's going to compete with Daniel Jones for the starting job, and he'll probably win it when it's all said and done, if, if that happens. That's just a hot rumor. But... And that's the other thing, too, is I wouldn't want that pressure on Mitch Trubisky. He's a local kid, grew up a Browns fan. Right. Do you really want him to come to Cleveland and have to battle for the starting spot? And then potentially, if he beats out Baker and then we lose games, everyone's going to just shit no, on him yeah, and say, yeah, it's gonna oh, be we, we won with Baker, this guy sucks. It, it's not worth it for him, and I don't blame him if he doesn't want to come here. I heard Matt Canada's kind of high on Mitch Trubisky, too. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are. There's a, Everything from the combine speculation that came out said that Mitch Trubisky's being looked at as a potential starting quarterback for teams. And rightfully so. He's a damn good quarterback, number two overall pick. He was stuck behind uh, Matt Nagy in Chicago, who obviously just got shit-canned because he's a fucking idiot. I've always hated Matt Nagy as a head coach. So I think Trubisky kind of got the short end of the deal. And if he goes somewhere else, a clean, fresh start, had a nice year of learning behind Josh Allen, Brian Dayball, all those guys in Buffalo, he's a new man. I kind of like that Giants move. That'd be kind of nice. I mean, It's a smart move for Trubisky because I think he would easily beat out Daniel Jones. Right. So going to a team like that become a starter really give you, give you, what, you, you think you can't easily beat out mason rudolph or Dwayne haskins though no he could in pittsburgh too but i also that's another thing with a lot of pressure you're coming into phil ben roethlisberger's uh shoes <clears throat> well i mean rumor had is it was that uh canada wasn't very high on roethlisberger anyway he wanted him out before he got there 
But the Steelers are just like, he's $19 million. We're not going to How long has Canada been there? This is his first year. Okay. I mean, and that makes sense because, I mean, as a Browns fan, a lot of people probably thought I was saying it to be funny, but I said Ben Roethlisberger should have retired like three years ago. You, you, they're Steelers fans. The Steelers, I think the Steelers should have kind of forced his hand and stopped letting him keep playing out this, you know, this, this charade of, I mean, oh, they, they can't time let him keep out. going. Exactly. And you have Ben Roethlisberger, who, don't get me wrong, did great things. Congratulations on all of your success. But it's time to move on as a franchise, and they should have done that a couple of years ago. Because, again, they're kind of in a similar situation. You're wasting T.J. Watt's prime. You have T.J. Watt on your team, and I don't think they've won a playoff game with T.J. Watt on the roster. So you're wasting this great talent. You have one of the best defensive players in how, football. How long has he been in Pittsburgh? Who? It's been what? four, five, six years. I think it's been five years now. Yeah, they've won a couple with him because they, they've, they've made it to the divisional round a few times. It was before he started, though. Yeah, I don't think he's ever won a playoff game, if I'm being honest. I think I looked it up because I was in a Miles Garrett, TJ Watt debate. Pretty positive. Uh, Lee, I would – not you, Lee. The other Lee in a thing. I would take him in a heartbeat, to be honest. Tyler Heineke. I would crack a nice Heineken for Heineke Absolutely. if they got him. That'd be a nice pickup. That, that, kid, has, that kid has heart, man. That's I another mean. one, too, though, that if he comes here, it's it's quarterback controversy. And I'm at the, the Browns roster is at the point where you need a good quarterback, give him the keys, go. Yep. I don't want a guy to come in and go – all right, he's gonna, they're going to split snaps. They're going to do this. He's starting this quarter in the whoever, preseason. He's whoever we bring this in has to be either the starter or a That's solidified why, backup. Yeah. For me at this point, watching these dominoes fall, I, I, I knew we weren't getting Aaron Rodgers. I wanted him, but I knew we weren't getting him. If we got him, obviously he's the starter day one, no question. Russell Wilson would have been starter day one. Right. Deshaun Watson is starter day one. Derek Carr is going to beat Baker. Garoppolo Then you start day to get one. to the bottom. Yeah, Garoppolo would be starter day one because you'd have to trade for him. So if you make that commitment, Baker's gone. Same thing with Kirk Cousins. If you okay. bring in Cousins, he's gone. Okay, I was right. Oh, you guys did want to get a playoff game with him? Two, 2017, his first year with the team, we lost in the divisional round to the Jaguars. What? The, oh, I forgot. The Jaguars almost made the Super Bowl that year. And then we did not make it 2018, 2019, lost to the Browns in 2020. It wasn't a comment that you never won a playoff game with him? Yes. Yes, that's what you said, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I said yeah. they never won a playoff yeah. game with him. Yeah. But they have won a playoff game because they, they, they lost in the division. Oh, the division round. Right. Okay. They, they won the wild, won the wild card, card game. game. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, but even that one win with him, and that's because of Ben Roethlisberger holding the team back, in my opinion. Other, the, other than Ben Roethlisberger, the rosters have been pretty good for Pittsburgh yeah. over the last few years. Yeah, I mean. I mean, they've been competitive. We thought that Pittsburgh was going to be a, a horrible team this year, and – they banded, they they uh, duct tape bend together and put out a pretty good season. Yeah, absolutely. But imagine what they could have done with a much better quarterback, and that's their yeah, their downfall. True. Which I'm happy to see them in this situation as a Browns fan. I'm, I'm glad that Pittsburgh is in uh, <laughs> in hell and they don't know what to do. I love it. All right. Well, we were speaking on the Browns a little bit, and a couple news worthy things came out for the Browns over the last couple of weeks. Jack Conklin restructured his contract. He was a guy that a lot of people thought was going to be a cut. He signed a pretty big contract two years ago. He got hurt in, uh, I think it was like November or something like that, against the, the Ravens, and that's a bad injury. It was a knee injury. It's going to cost him probably a good chunk of this year too, so a lot of people thought Conklin's gone, which sucks because you're going to have to replace your right tackle now. But he was able to restructure the contract, give us a little bit of money in cap space, make it a little easier for him financially because he's still getting a good chunk of his contract, and he's coming back, albeit – Hopefully he can come back 100% by midseason, maybe right. a little sooner. Only time will tell. I'm good with it. I'm happy with that. Though. No, I mean, you can't have enough depth at offensive line and, and how good this offensive line can be when fully healthy. Right. I'm all for it. 
And then on top of that, we also had another note, as we mentioned earlier, David Njoku was franchise tagged by the Cleveland Browns. That's a bit of a head-scratcher for me. Browns fans, what do you think about this? Me, personally, I look at it and I go, his production sucks. But there's always the but with the receivers not having production in Cleveland. Baker's the quarterback. What wide receivers have had great seasons with Baker Mayfield since he's been here? None. Whether a tight end, running back, wide receiver, anybody, pass catching is not a really big thing for the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield doesn't make anybody better. David Njoku is a prime example of that. He led our team in touchdowns last year with, I think, five. Yeah, he's like five in, like, uh, I think 500 yards receiving, Yeah, which, that's garbage. That's shit. (laughs) Any other team, you look at those numbers and you're like, okay, that's like our fifth option. You get five touchdowns. His defense is because he had such a loaded uh, tight end room that he was sharing these passes with. I mean, we're a very tight end heavy team. No, because David Njoku hasn't been good in his five years in Cleveland, and he didn't have to deal with these kind of guys. We didn't get Austin Hooper until last year. So, well, two years ago, technically, but... You know what's interesting about this is that everyone's like, oh, it's a foregone conclusion. Hooper's gone. Gone. I don't think Hooper's gone. No, I'm seeing that Hooper is, is staying because by doing this franchise tag, it, it it saves them a little bit of money in the long run. There's a way that they're going to break it down. They're still looking to give David and Joku a long-term contract. Right. They just couldn't agree on it before the deadline. So they have until, I think it's July 16th or whatever, yeah. they can offer him a, a long-term deal. And... They see a bright future for David and Joku. I mean, I guess trust them. They know what they're doing. It's their job. Trust I don't see it. Trust the process. Andrew Barry was here with the Sashi Brown regime that drafted David and Joku. So that's one note for people at home that didn't maybe didn't know that. I just don't understand the hype behind Njoku. He he, uh, I forgot who said it. There was an analyst that said something. I think it was Steve Smith from NFL Network. He said. Looks like Tarzan plays like Jane when talking about <laughs> David and Joku, and he couldn't be more right. Honestly, it's, that was such a good line because he is—he's jacked. He looks like when you see him on the field, he's the kind of guy where you're—you're you're quivering. You're going, "Whoa, this guy's gonna fucking light yeah. me up!" And next thing you know, he goes out there and has like four catches, three drops, like nothing special. That's, Maybe puts up 25 yards. That's the most frustrating thing about him is the fact that he has such potential. Like you, I mean, he's a big tight end. He's fast. He, for he is a fast tight end too. He has such a high vertical leap and going up. Yeah. Like, you'd think he'd be like the go-to target in the uh, in the red zone. In this day and age where athletic tight ends like that can can flourish. I mean, they may not look it, but you have a guy like Travis Kelsey who's athletic as fuck, who's fast, who can catch everything. You have George Kittle. You have these great tight ends. David Njoku kind of fits that mold, but he's just never put it together. Right. And now we're going to be paying him, I think it's just just south of $11 million. Yeah, I think it's 10.7. Yeah. 11.1 million, I think. Okay, so just right around $11 million yeah. we're paying him, which, again, from what I've seen, would be about what he's going to be making in the long run if he right. signed anywhere else. So, I mean, the Browns see something in him. I don't get it. I, I guess trust, trust him. Do you, do you possibly see a trade coming with him, though? Njoku or Hooper? Njoku. No. no, I think that I think they're all in on this guy. Uh, they're they're fully committed. They like him for whatever reason. I mean, Stefanski's offense—you can't have enough tight ends. So, three of them may not even be enough, as you saw last year, because you did lose. Austin Hooper was kind of banged up. Harrison Bryant's always hurt. That guy rolls out of bed and, and gets hurt every year. It seems. David Njoku is another one that has trouble staying healthy. Yep. So, the more bodies, the better for this offense specifically. But just the money we're paying him and the dedication they're showing to this guy, which is kind of funny to me, that look at David Njoku, about to hit free agency. They can't work out a big-time contract, so they franchise tag him. Baker Mayfield, last year of his contract, they they already came out and said, we're not even we're not even offering you a contract this year. Right. So like, what, what does that tell Brown's Baker bros out there about their future with Baker Mayfield? But for me, it's rip the fucking Band-Aid off. Why do I have to watch another season 
potentially, of Baker Mayfield. It's because we're Browns fans, If man. he's a lame duck quarterback. We enjoy being tortured every freaking year. I don't enjoy it. I, <laughs> I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but it, it, I, I, I don't like it one bit. So do you think they end up do end up um, signing him for a long-term deal? like, uh, Or do you think that they just franchise take him for the year and it, it, he goes next year? Uh, who's that? Njoku? Njoku, yeah. Uh, no, I think they're going to give him a long-term deal. They're going to work on that all offseason. And Hooper's contract's what, the uh, next year's and the last year of his contract? Off the top of my head, I'm not positive. I think he signed a three- or four-year deal. I think, they, I, think I heard someone mention that they, they cut him um, – after I think after July something or whatever they they actually will save some cap space or whatever if they cut Hooper or, yeah but they're not they're not gonna trade no one's trading for Hooper no I mean you're still gonna have to pay dead cap to him so it, financially it doesn't really you're better off just keeping him honestly right. at this point it doesn't it doesn't matter and then we have all the cap space that's another thing that Browns fans are like oh we need to cut this guy to make room for money we need to cut this guy like they're probably gonna be cutting Jarvis Landry we talked about this a couple weeks last episode Jarvis Landry's on his way out. Jarvis Landry's the kind of guy that he came here, he single-handedly changed the culture. Absolutely. He showed up. He told everybody, basically, no fucking around. Get out there. Play with your heart. Put it all on the field. If you don't want to be missed, here, get the fuck out of he's here. He's missed one, one game in his career, or the yeah. first game ever in his career was this year when he got hurt. And if you watch Twitter, Browns fans are going, good, get him the fuck out of here. They hate him, but they defend Baker to the death. Welcome which I don't to understand. Pittsburgh. I, which, I, I don't know if he'd go to Pittsburgh, honestly. No. Not not anything to do with like a rivalry situation. I think Najee so. Harris needs help. The, the, they'll they'll pay him if they if they believe in him that bad. Well, for him, I could see him now wanting to resurrect his career a little bit and wanting to go somewhere where he's got more opportunities. I mean, you guys, I assume Juju's gone. Yeah, they've pretty much made that clear. I mean, and he's he's sitting there saying that the the Cowboys facilities look way better than Pittsburgh, so they're just like, good, go to Dallas. Deal with Der- deal with Der- Jerry Jones. Go Dallas ahead. can barely afford to keep their lights on this day and age. They can't afford it. Well, anything. no, Jerry Jones can't do it anymore because I just saw an hour ago a report came out. There's a 25 year old woman suing Jerry Jones because she's claiming that she is the father. He's her father. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, which I wouldn't doubt it. Interesting. Um, I mean, yeah, I think personally, I think uh, Jarvis Landry's going to go somewhere. Either. I thought they would restructure his contract. I, thought, I heard that they want they they talked, but it's not happening. I think he's a goner. So he's he's just he's stand foot on. He wants it or nothing. Yeah, because I think he's probably he he's obviously Odell's best friend. So for him, he knows Odell wasn't the problem in Cleveland, right? And he sees that they're backing Baker essentially. So he's probably like, fuck you, pay me my money or I'll go somewhere else. And that's the other thing that, that worries me, and I know we're spending a lot of time in the Browns. The locker room division. The, the, yeah, that and the fact that uh, like free agent wide receivers are that we potentially could go after, like an Allen Robinson or uh, a Cooper if he gets cut in Dallas. You know, They're going to look at Cleveland and be like, I want nothing to do with that team. Like, I don't want to come there. I mean, look at how many problems you had with uh, Odell and, and Jarvis now. You know? Yes and no. I mean, it, at, the, at the end of the day, for athletes, money talks. Sure. If you offer them the most money, Cleveland guys are going to go Cleveland is notorious for paying a lot of people a lot of money to do nothing. So. But that was different regimes. Andrew Barry's smart. He's going to get the most out of people. He gets guys with, that want to prove it. That's right. why we signed so many guys to one-year deals. Look at what we did to Judevian Clowney's career right. last year. Nine One-year yeah. prove-it deal. Now Judevian Clowney is going to be a hot commodity in free agency. So guys see that, and they go, I can resurrect my career in Cleveland. I'm going to go there. So we do have that in our favor. But, yeah, I mean. Didn't Mary Kay can't tell the truth just sit there and say that uh, they were looking at giving him a long-term deal, though, too? Who's that, Clowney? Clowney, yeah. Oh, they want to, but uh, I don't think he wants what they're offering. So they told him, basically, if you want to test free agency, you can. Yeah, I mean, Clowney's they, made they it clear from back. day one it's all about money for him. Yeah, they want him back, but it's up to him. Does he want to stay in Cleveland where he's got the the – the familiarity with the, the Browns and the and chance to have so another well. good productive season. And yeah, yeah. he's going to be in the same defense, same system, same scheme, all that. 
and he can stay here, but he's not getting paid what he's going to get offered by like you know some bottom of the barrel team that's going to pay him a right. shitload of money because they just have it to spend and they want him on their team as a name. So we'll see what happens with that. I, I, I don't know. I, I, this other Lee, he's kind of got me a little worried because he's sitting there saying that that Jackson, that one player like Jarvis Landry, will change the culture in Jacksonville. They need to stop spending money on professional wrestling and start spending money on their football team. Well, I mean, now that Urban Meyer's gone, I think they're in good shape with Doug oh, Peterson. That's they're, a good they're coach in good they shape. There. They've got Doug Peterson. If, I mean, I agree with Lee. If you put Jarvis Landry on that roster with that young offense, you have Trevor Lawrence, you've got all these young players, you get a good, a good opportunity for him to really change the culture. I do agree with that. Um, but does Jarvis Landry trust Trevor Lawrence and that Jags offense enough to go resurrect his career? I guess we'll wait and see what happens. If the Browns let him go, you never know. They Again, need to take money. Tony. Uh, they need to take Daddy's checkbook away from Tony Khan first and stop spending money on WWE's rejects. Oh, it's all good. They got more. They got money to burn. They don't care. It's not going to hurt them. They can afford their salary cap. That's all they're worried about. All right, something we don't talk about a lot, a lot mm. because it's not not my thing. But Kyle, I'm, I'm going to take a powder during this segment. By all means, I'm so sorry that you guys are so hurt by sports. I That's might take crazy. a powder as well. My voice is obviously kind of fucked up. So we're talking about golf here, and uh, Kyle brought the story to me. I did read about it. Uh, I'll let him take the lead here and get it going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sorry. Golf needs to be talked about on a sports show. It happens. <laughs> no, I needed a break, so it's perfect. <laughs> So, funny story that happened back in December. Um, obviously, nothing about golf, but PGA has what they call a uh, player impact program. And this is the inaugural season of it, right? Yeah, well, it's just like an award they give out right. to, to golfers. And it's and, and to me, when I research the details of what it takes to win this award, I, f- I find it beyond hilarious. So, here's some of the things that they pull into to um, factor when they decide to give this award out. And mind you, this award pays $8 million for first place, yeah. $6 million for second place. You're basically getting paid as a popularity contest. Exactly. Yeah. So they take into effect your internet searches, how many times people search you on the internet, uh, social media presence, how many times are you interacting online, how many people are looking up your name, um, any kind of awareness, social media awareness, are you, are you out there, are you, uh, are you have a lot of TV sponsorships. So basically it's all just social and media driven. That they're that they're doing this, and what happened last year at Tiger Woods? Uh, I think he got fucked up and passed out behind the wheel of a car. He got into a car accident. I'll make Alleged, it allegedly, <laughs> I guess. So, so of course, Tiger Woods was a very highly searched item on social media, right? Sure. So in December, uh, Phil Mickelson, bless his heart, comes out and says, "I'd like to thank everyone for my my Player Impact Program Award. You know, I you know it, I couldn't have done it without you, you fans, so on and so forth." Well, unbeknownst to Phil, the calculations for the award for 2021 weren't done until like middle of January. So then the award comes, the the actual calculations comes out and boom, bada bing, Tiger Woods wins. And uh, Tiger does a little stab at uh, Phil and says, uh, I mean, a little like crying emoji on Twitter, like retweets uh, Phil's thank you, thank you speech put out there. So the funny thing, I, and digging more into this, it's, it's funny because in the last month or so, and again, of course, you know nothing, you don't watch golf. But there has been rumors of a Saudi uh, Saudi Arabia like league starting up, and they're going after some of these high profile golfers. I saw a little bit of this. Oh my god! And they're throwing high, high amounts of money at these golfers, trying to get them interested. Like they yeah. have a lot of money to throw around. Yeah. And Phil Mickelson at first was all about it. He's like, it gives the PGA a run for its you know run for its money. It gets people you know interested. They can, these golfers can make a lifetime's worth of earnings off of one match. And so he came out against it, but then he also in the same comment said, um, 
<laughs> dealing with those guys, it, they're a scary bunch of motherfuckers. They execute people and they also kill gay people and um, underage whatever. So he made these comments in the same breath that he said, oh, we should all go golf over, golf over there. And then he talks about how PGA is, is running scared. So basically the PGA has been like nixing uh, Phil uh, to the point that Phil in the last two weeks has said I'm stepping away from golf. Yeah, and he lost a ton of sponsors. Oh, all his sponsors, they, they hit the bricks. And so a lot of people think that the reason why he lost this, this Player Impact Program Award too is because of his comments against the PGA. I could see that. So he snuck down in the second and Tiger took the first place. I thought it was just funny to mention this because – I can't believe that we're paying that much money to somebody for social media presence. In a league where, or a sport where you're already making a killing yeah. just from sponsorships right. and, and just earnings alone. Absolutely. And now you're getting a bonus check for being popular and talked about. And again, Tiger Woods was the most talked about player because of a car accident right. that could have potentially been fatal to either yep. him or luckily it was a single car accident at the time, but it could have been way worse. And he is being rewarded for that because he was the most talked about. So now, if anything, if I'm Phil Mickelson, I'm going out there as OJ. I'm killing somebody. <laughs> I'm getting talked about because you're going to get paid. So that's all that matters. I mean, Tiger did golf one time last year with his son. He um, they did like a charity event. They do is like with the, like your kids or whatever. So golfers bring out their younger kids or they bring out their dads to golf with them in like a tournament mm -hmm. and tiger got to drive around a uh, golf cart because of his leg and and tiger was swinging maybe 45 percent you know swing but that's it i'll do 18 beers mike that's about it i'm not going to take just out for 18 one day yeah <laughs> i'll do 18 beers <laughs> i can't imagine uh justin doing anything on the golf course other than drinking in the golf cart i would be just bitching in the cart about how hot it is how i hate being outside we it have to be... go we have to go in the woods to look for your ball again this is ridiculous i, I wouldn't even bother so okay, i guess i do have something to say about this i don't i don't care how much blood money the saudis throw at anybody the only reason that these things are happening is because the Saudis are throwing blood money at people. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with WWE. WWE goes... I was just about yeah, to mention that. They go there every, multiple times a year, and that's a place where the women can't even be in the crowd, let alone... Oh, the, the wrestlers have to cover up when they wrestle, Yeah, too. the wrestlers yep. have to wear special outfits. They can't show too much skin. Tara, I agree. If we could ever but, get Justin on a golf course, it'd be a miracle. Yeah, that's my wife. No fucking chance. She's a good golfer. She would beat me, so that's why I won't golf with her. Oh, that's uh, why you won't you, golf. <laughs> do, do you agree, though, that there have been several WWE superstars that have said in the past they would not step foot in that country, and then Vince McMahon added one more zero to the check, and they're like, oh, I'll be there Tuesday. Yeah, it's no different than like what Kyle said with like an Amari Cooper coming to Cleveland or any free agent, for that matter. Are they scared away of Cleveland's bad reputation? But at the end of the day... Money box. Yep. And that's what Saudi Arabia is trying to do with this golf thing. They're like, hey, you guys might not like everything we're doing, but if we throw a little bit at you, you're I mean, going to want to come here. I mean, they were offering, like, for the winner of a, of, of a, an event, like $10 million. And the most money players usually win, like, an event like a Masters, for example, yeah. is, like, $1.2 And that's, like, the most prestigious event that you play in golf is a Masters. And you go over and play one event on a golf course that's probably not as challenging as the ones in the United States, and you're going right. to get 8 to $10 million. Right. It's, it's a case. You Sign me the like fuck a vacation. up. But, I mean, with all these sponsorships that he lost, Phil's going to have to go over there and basically be the the, the head pro at the, the for the Saudi princes because <laughs> his bank account's hurting. They're going to pay yeah, him Yeah, I don't think handsomely. we're going to see Phil doing any of the challenges anymore they do around Thanksgiving every year. It's unfortunate. Year, so. the, uh, the, the matches or whatever they call them. Um, but, yes, I've, I, I snuck golf in after three years finally on this talk show, so we're good. Yeah, and we're good for another three years on golf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, so switch into a real sport. That is the NBA basketball. Cavaliers, another Blow 
Jared Allen broke his finger out indefinitely. There's a lot of speculation. I was listening to Brian Winhurst talk about it the other day, and he said basically that when you're done. He said what you're not hearing from the Cavs should be alarming, and that is that there could be some structural ligament damage and shit underneath that is causing his injury to to make him miss more time than expected for you know what, what could be a classic sprained finger or something like that. He says this could be a little bit worse than that, and with him just signing that huge contract in the offseason with this being a young team reaching the end of the season do the Cavs just say fuck it shut him down and just let's let's play for next year because we we love the Cavs don't get me wrong we love what they've done but I think Kyle and I can both agree that they're not winning a championship this year no so maybe it is a smart move don't risk him back to further damage his finger I mean I still think that but it the, is it does suck to say it out loud I mean it, it was devastating because at first I thought it was just a, a quad see how it happened no, I didn't see the replay on it. So no. he he went up and blocked a shot. And for those of you listening, uh, this is visual. He went up to block a shot, blocked the fuck out of it. His other hand went up, hit the rim. And that's where it happened. Broke it on the rim. So it's his not shooting hand, right? But I still. believe it was his left hand. Yeah, it was his left can pointer just, finger. Can we just cast the shit out of that and it's like an extra weapon out there? I mean, honestly, if he doesn't score and only block shots, you could do that with a, with a club in your hand. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, this fucking cast. Defensive players do it in the NFL all the time. They're Absolutely. out there playing with clubs on their hands. It's it's who's, doable. Who's going to drive on the hole with a guy that has a cast on his left? Right. And you, I mean, Nobody. It's not a flagrant foul. It's just a normal hard no. foul. But if you happen to get knocked out. He ran into my hand. Yeah. I didn't run into him. It comes with the territory. So, yeah, another injury for the Cavaliers. They are... They're treading water at this point. They, they had a huge win yesterday. Darius Garland picked them up against the Indiana, Indiana – I almost want to call them the Indianapolis Pacers because we were talking about the Colts. <laughs> Indiana Pacers. A what? big win against them. Big win against the uh, Toronto Raptors over the we weekend. We always play the, the Pacers so close. That's crazy. We're 4-0, though. We beat them. I think that's our final time playing play We always go year. down against them, and they have to make like a yeah. an impressive comeback to beat them. Yeah, unfortunately, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I think we should shut Jared Allen down. Unfortunately, you hate to say it out loud, but you just have to. But, yeah, the injuries are piling up for them. They, they have a very, very tough schedule right now, as you saw. They played. Oh, Friday, Saturday is going to be brutal. They played the shit out of the Sixers last weekend. I'll give them credit for that. They just they, they weren't enough for the Sixers. Um, speaking of the Sixers, they made that huge trade for James Harden a couple of weeks ago, and it's looking good. James Harden is fitting in nicely with Philadelphia. I was kind of shocked by this. I, I figured he would. When you're playing with a guy like Joel Embiid, who's an MVP caliber player, um, just a really good team. Eight and two in the last ten games. Yeah, they're eight and two, and, and James Harden's looked great. I mean, against the Cavs, he didn't even score a lot of points. He's just out there passing the ball. He's playing a totally different style of basketball than he's known for. In Houston, even in Brooklyn, he's a scorer. That's what you know James Harden as. Well, his presence. He's, he doesn't have his, to do it anymore. His presence is um, removing that 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 clogged. Um, um, yeah, he he opens things up court. for Joel Embiid, 100. I mean, Embiid just scored what 45 the other night, 40, yeah. 47, whatever the other night. So it's yep. it's giving him more chances to do what he does well. Yep. And then when people are starting to double down on him, then you got Harden hitting the, the the shots from the outside. So it's a whole different team right now, and, and the Sixers are scary. I mean, yeah. they are a scary oh, team I right mean, now. As as Lee said in the comments there, he said the East is heavy, and that's uh, Philadelphia is probably the the now the front runner to to win the East as, yeah. as they should be. Yeah. So. For me, unfortunately, I think the, the Cavs had a really good run. We've, we've approached the end of the line for them. Just back to the Cavs, I would like to still see them make the playoffs. Oh, I think they will. I and, think they definitely will. And have will. that experience of playing in the playoffs because that's only going to add to— I just don't want to be in the play-in game. I want that six yeah. seed. Do not yeah. go in the play-in game. I want a series, yeah. We've, we've come too far to be in the play-in game no, right I now. agree. But the East is good. I mean, you have Miami. You have Chicago, who's really good this year. You have the Sixers. You've got Brooklyn now getting healthy. Potentially, if Ben Simmons ever plays for them. And we got what? We got the Sixers. No, we got the, <laughs> the Bulls and the Heat Friday and Saturday back-to-back, right? 
Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be brutal. And, I mean, unfortunately, going zero and two for those two games, it's not gonna <laughs> not gonna look good for. They're gonna for the play. Cast. They're gonna play them close. I think it's gonna be maybe good games, but at yeah. the end of the fourth quarter, we're just gonna get tired, and we're not gonna have the, anybody to stop. That's them. the problem is the depth. I mean, when you lose a guy like Jared Allen, who who that defense alone, that's gonna hurt. I mean, Evan Mobley's looked really good at the five. They've been playing him at the five lately. But now you're relying on Love in the four a lot, and that's I mean he's he's good at playing, but not long minutes. Defensively, he's just he's yeah, no he's match a liability. Out there. He really Absolutely. is. So that's unfortunate. Uh, sticking with basketball, though, we have another story that Kyle brought. I'll let him take this one as well, because again, I need a I need a little bit of a break. So I, I couldn't help bring this up, especially in this this show. But so so Gary Payton, the glove, everyone loves the glove. The glove came out with a um, a report, not a report, but he was asked a question, or maybe he just came up with this this information and just willy nilly gave it away. He claims that on the teams that him and Shaq played on, I believe they both played together on the Heat and the Lakers, correct? If I'm not mistaken. That's correct, yeah. So he said that as as a hazing thing, Shaq would put a bucket in the corner of the locker room and would, would piss, would piss in it all week, just build up the urine in the bucket and, and build it up and build it up. And then at the end of the week, would pick one unlucky rookie and dump that all over their head. Oh, that had to smell and this And this took place right. on both the Heat and the Lakers. So I, I wrote down a couple of the notable rookies on the teams that they were on together, one of them being Luke Walton, who is now, I think, is a coach, right, or was a coach? Was. He got canned. Um, Wayne Simeon and then and Brian Cook. Those, I mean, those. there's six okay. others, but those are notable people. They deserved it. But, I mean, could you have fucking imagined just having just a big old bucket of shack piss dumped on you? My... I mean, I, don't I, imagine it's kind of disgusting. I haven't. Oh, looked. that's going to be the next uh, Papa John's pizza that comes out. <laughs> Shack piss. The Shack piss. It'll sell like It, look, it, it looks like that garlic dipping sauce they sell. Now, I haven't seen it. Has Shaq come out and actually addressed this? So Shaq came out and said that there is, uh, he basically, I think the thing is he came out and didn't deny it. Okay. He kind of said there's, you know, not the whole stories there, but he didn't deny it. He didn't say, I've never done that before. So where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Maybe it was a small bucket. Maybe he pissed in a fucking 12 ounce of uh, plastic cup and dumped on their head. Either way, I believe there's some urine that took place out of Shaq onto somebody's head. Which, if it did. Oh, my God. Oh, Pat, he definitely would. <laughs> I would eat Shaq's piss pizza. I mean, it probably sells pretty well. Buy one, get one right now. I mean, it's not the worst thing a Papa John's spokesperson has done, so <laughs> I don't I don't think they're in any danger with that. But I look at it, though, as it, to me it shows the brotherhood of the NBA because if Shaq did this for God knows how long he's been dumping piss on people, you never heard about it till right now. Shaq's oh. been retired. He's in the Hall of Fame. Like his career is well, he's well over. Un- he's pretty untouchable. I mean, he's. And then now you have Gary Payton coming out of the woodwork trying to get some publicity. I noticed he was doing an interview. I'm, I'm assuming he's got something coming up, whether it be a book, something. There's a reason you do these interviews. So he's bringing this to light. So either he's embellishing to get a good story, sure, or he's telling the truth. But it's one of those. Why the fuck are you doing this now? Right. Like, it's been quiet for so long. You've never heard of, of any bad things about Shaq. Yeah. Really, all you hear is he's a great guy. He probably paid these guys off at the end and gave them a nice little tip I mean, or whatever. I know he's a huge prankster. Shaq's very well known for that. But yeah. I've seen him, like, fill up someone's car with packing peanuts or, you know, something of that nature. Like, something you'd see on Punk, like something funny, not yeah. fecal matter, <laughs> you know, One of the funniest things ever with Shaq that I watched is, that I think it was a skit. There was him and Cena. Did you see this episode where they tried to fit into a smart car? Uh, I don't think so. Episode so Cena, was punked? No, it wasn't punked. It was, I think they were doing like a like a, a game show or a talk show together, but Cena pulls up in a smart car, one of those like compact cars, mm-hmm. and so he gets out, and he says, no, you have to get in. We're driving this at least a block or two. So it took Shaq at least 45 minutes to get his body inside. I'm sure. And this, he's in there like this with his knees up to his chest, and he's like, this isn't going to work. I mean, Shaq's, <laughs> what, seven foot two or something like that? Yeah. Like, I'm six foot four. 
and I know how hard it is to fit into vehicles. Yeah, you're awkwarding cars. Yeah. I don't fit in cars that well either. I have long legs, so I could only imagine being almost another foot taller than myself. That's got to be unbearable. Doing his best, Pippin. Yeah, you're right, because Pippin, when he did his book what, he, last year, he trashed, trashed Michael Jordan, Jordan, and that's yeah. why he wasn't at the top 75 thing. And all you do is get yourself blacklisted. Yeah, you, you keep, want the publicity, shit. but it could be one of those situations where now that they're retired, maybe they didn't save properly, so they're hurting financially. So they have to come out with a book, or they have to come out with something, and they have to do anything in their power to get that publicity. And right. I mean, I guess that's one way to I do thought it. It's, it's not. Start... It's not too egregious to where it's going to hurt no. Shaq's reputation. I think. I think Shaq's one of those like untouchable. Unless you rape someone or like sexually yeah. did something. No, I mean, I mean, Shaq's known for that kind of shit. Yeah, I mean, it didn't hurt Kobe it, when he did that. I mean, it, how many crappy movies and rap albums did he put out, and he's still one of the uh, biggest. Zero. Uh, Shazam is one of the best fucking movies ever. It's a great movie. Isn't it's it? not Shazam. It's Kazam. It's Kazam. Either way, Shazam is the, one of the best DC the, movies. Oh, I wouldn't say that. The Batman's actually probably the best DC movie. Well, well I haven't heard, seen I've the Batman yet, so yeah, I haven't either. I've heard mixed reviews. Um, all right, so that's all we have for NBA talk. Now, one thing some of you may have watched, which I watched like a hawk because I'm a dork, is the NFL Combine. That just wrapped up in Indianapolis uh, on Sunday. Uh, all the positions, are they go, that you get to watch everybody run 40s, you get to watch punters, kickers, all this fun shit. Uh, every position. You get to learn a lot. Shaq's rap album was the first CD I ever bought with my own money. <laughs> I am so sorry about that. The dude could lay down some tracks, though. Didn't he have a video game, too? Yes. He had shoes. Shaq was a fucking global icon. Shaq Fu. Yeah, that's it. He knew where to put his money and invest it. So on to the combine, though. A couple guys I wanted to mention that had their stock go up. We mentioned him a little bit earlier. Malik Willis. Yep. Finally got the spotlight on him as a a guy from Liberty. Nobody's really ever heard of him. Now that everyone got to see him in action, personally, I think he's – you know, he's an okay quarterback. I'm not I'm not sold on him myself. But now that the national spotlight's been on him, he's a guy who, from everything I've read, his stock is rising. So good for him. Another guy to keep an eye on. Jordan Davis is a legitimate potential pick at 13 for the Cleveland Browns. If he I makes would that love far. him on this team. I wanted him at 13 to begin with because he was, before the season started, Jordan Davis was kind of projected as a top 10 pick. That dude is fast as fuck, too. And then all he really did was just play football, played it pretty well, and his stock kind of started dropping a little bit for no real reason, and then now he, he explodes at the combine, and now I think he's back into the top 10, top 15 talks. So he's a guy that I would love on the Cleveland Browns. We'll talk about the mock drafts and all that shit another time, but he's just a guy to keep an eye on. Um, Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati, the cornerback, he's a guy who was projected to be a top 15-ish pick. He had a great combine, and now he's pretty much locked himself into top 10. Uh, great cornerback. And another guy who had a really good combine showing was Kyle Hamilton. I think he was already a guy expected to go top 10, and he didn't disappoint. He did have a very slow 40, but he excelled at all the other uh, all the other events at the combine. So I think he, had a, he did a really good job, and he's a guy to keep an eye on too. Not for the Browns. I mean, I don't think we're really going to be interested in a safety in this upcoming draft, and he probably won't be there at 13. But just wanted to name a few players to keep an eye on. One guy you could probably cross off your list as a Browns fan, unfortunately – Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas. The reason I say that, and this is where I get extremely nerdy, I follow some weird analytical things on Twitter, guys that do all this shit for fun, and I love being able to be there to read it because I don't have to do any of the work myself. So one thing I saw was in any of Andrew Barry's drafts, there is a scale called RAS. It's Relative Athletic Score. That's where they take all of your combine stats, what you did with the shuttle, what you did with the 40, everything, your, your height, your weight, and it projects everything, puts everything into a formula out of 10. Now, the Browns, in Andrew Barry's two years, have not taken a player 
with an RSA less than 8.4 or 22 years of age or older in his entire time in the first two rounds. Interesting. Traylon Burks, he got a 6.31, Oof. and he'll be 23 or 22 next week. So I think it's safe to say Traylon Burks will not be a Cleveland Brown just based off this very nerdy, very deep diving analytical information. Do all teams use the same formula? or is So I'll have to send you his account. I think it's Math Bomb or something like that on Twitter. This yeah. guy shows all of the RAS, and I guess it's, it's huge in football. It? Okay. They, they just It's not something you base everything off of. It just helps helps you helps grade you build the your player board, from basically, the right? Yeah. yeah. just helps you show how they graded in, in these little drills. And unfortunately, just based on the Browns' history, 8.4, 22 or older, not going to be a Cleveland Brown. And what Traylon did, Burks what did Jordan checked Davis, all those boxes. Uh, what did Jordan Davis Jordan Davis, uh, Jordan Davis was like a – he was almost a 10. He was almost perfect. Really? He, yeah, he's one of – he actually rated as the second best defensive tackle that this guy's ever graded at the Combine, and that's behind Aaron Donald. Interesting. So not a bad player. Not a bad guy to have on the team. Do you think it says something about Malik, the fact that all 32 teams wanted to see him at the Combine and wanted to talk to him? Yeah, I mean, it's, it definitely is, is an interesting prospect for any team because you see the success of these young mobile quarterbacks. You have a Kyler Murray, you have Lamar Jackson, these guys. Even Patrick Mahomes is relatively mobile. So having these guys as the future of the NFL, you're more than intrigued by a guy like Malik Willis. Me personally, though, I don't think he's got the arm. I don't know. I just watched him. What throw was him. his hand size, though? Because clearly, that's all that. Off matters. the top of my head, I don't know. I know Kenny Pickett's was tiny, so Kenny Pickett's a guy. Smallest hands ever, wasn't it? Like he, quarterback. If, if he gets drafted, he will have the <laughs> smallest hands as a starting quarterback, and that was a problem that he had at Pittsburgh. He cleaned it up a little bit this year, but he he he's a big fumbler, and that happened with a guy like Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold had relatively small hands, fumbled a ton at USC, went to the NFL, fumbled a ton, and I have seen Seattle for Malik Willis is a is a hot hot take right now to replace Russell Wilson, but again. I mean, I don't know. More power to them. I kind of hope they do it because my buddy that's a Hawks fan, I root for them to fail, so I hope <laughs> they take them. Uh, with that being said, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to read some ads. We're going to give ourselves a little time to rest our voices, and we'll be back here in a flash, guys, to talk more football. we got free agency talk. We've got uh, franchise tags. We've got tip of the week coming up still. Got a lot of good shit, so stick with us. We'll be back in a flash. As you heard there, a little bit of a brief startup. We were talking about Growing Wings Adult Services. They are the excuse me, official sponsor of the state-of-the-art studio number two that we are in right now. Loving it. Couldn't be happier here. Growing Wings Adult Services has five years of experience of taking care of adults with disabilities. For more information, call Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. 234-334-7547. And um, if you're looking for some cool keepsakes, some shirts, some stickers, some anything you're looking for, um, Give Diane a call over there at Incredible Keepsakes. That's uh, 440-242-9648. Or go to their website at www.incrediblekeepsakes.com. Springtime is almost here. And, of course, everyone knows that when spring comes, everybody wants to renovate their house. They want to do work. That's just what it's natural as an adult. Ugh, sadly. So if you're looking for somebody to help you along the way, call Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement. Bathroom, kitchens, windows, door siding, much more. Call Will. 440-731-7654. Tell them Redline Radio sent you. And we appreciate all the work that Will Wiggins and his team did here at the Growing Wings Adult Services. Absolutely. Studios. It's beautiful. Yeah, it looks amazing here. Um, this one's going out to shout out to our um, 
Dave, who's currently getting lost in Vegas, I believe. Uh, but the Rusty Spur, Rusty Spur Saloon out there in Vegas, I, I assume that Dave's at least walked by it a couple times by now. Um, but they're, I heard they, he's eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner there. Just living he, there, he can't, huh? he can't leave it. They are a sponsor of the talk show. Check them out if you're in Vegas sometime. Speaking of checking things out, if you like music, did you know Redline Radio has an official band? That is Bad Juju. They're the official band of Redline Radio. If you want to listen to them, check out their Facebook page. If you want to book them for anything, give them a call. Call Dan at 440-225-0511. And I just mentioned this before we came on the air that I just looked at my trash cans the other day, and they are disgusting. Um, so I, I've seen this sponsored everywhere, but I'm glad they're a sponsor of the show. Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning, LLC. Trash bin cleaning and pressure washing. They come out, they, they take your trash cans, they put them in the back of their truck, they, they clean them out, all that dirt, gunk, junk, everything goes right into the trash they have in the back of their trailer, and you have fresh smelling, no maggots, no anything. Uh, give them a call. You can reach Fitch Trash Bin Cleaning, L440-752-1533. Mention Redline Radio while you book a service, and you receive 10% off your first service. And they are also the official hotline sponsor here for studio number yes, two. Yes, give us yes, a call. Yes, they are. 440-444-7251. Call that hotline. Now, I know you guys are here to listen to Talking About Balls. You guys want to see Kyle and my beautiful face. However, do you know that we have a ton of other shows on this station? Every day of the week, check them out. I can't recommend it enough. He's not here right now, but we do have Tim Buck Tuesdays, 5 to 7 on every Tuesday. Shout out to Tim. Shout out to Tim. Uh, before we go on every other week, there's Continuing to Serve from the Growing Wings Adult Service Studio Number 2 from 7 to 9. They'll be on. They're going to be doing uh, opposite weeks as us, which works out perfectly, but give them a listen. And then, of course, because he's here with us today, how can we not shout out Lee? Money's crazy mind. A little bit of a time change. Friday nights, 8 to 10. Make sure you check that out. Yeah, we got um, uh, Psych Ward, the official band of Money's Crazy Mind. They do our theme song coming on today, uh, for uh, or coming on Friday, just for a, a, a little bit so that we can um, honor their fallen member that died this past weekend. So uh, rest in power to Damien, and uh, hopefully um, his family is not suffering too much right now. Absolutely. Uh, always, always a tragedy, but... And if you are out there on the roads with motorcycles, for God fucking sake... Pay attention. I agree. Talking about balls, PSA, official. PSA. And but he's, the, he's not wrong, honestly. Yeah, Be safe. And if you out there right now are interested in advertising on the station, please give Dave a call. Uh, 440-503-0828 if you want to advertise. If you want to advertise us. you want to advertise Justin's. If you're a tea company that wants to advertise Justin's poor voice right now, I drink he tea would every gladly week. take it because that's all he drinks. Um, I love it. But, but give Dave a call. Let's put a sponsorship out there. Now, if you guys want to see how these shows look in person, you obviously can't come to the studio because that's a very sacred place. However, you get to see it one time and one time only at the Piston Power Show coming up April 1st through April 3rd. Be sure to check it out. Talking About Balls will be opening up Saturday morning, uh, April 2nd at 10 a.m. We'll be starting off at the Piston Power Show. Come by, stop by, say hello. Everybody's going to be there. Lee will be there Friday night. We'll be there Saturday. We've got the Steel City Renegades Saturday night. Timbuk2 on Saturday night. And then on, su on Sunday, to close it out, we have Continuing to Serve. We have Talk Sweet with Honey Badger. We got everything. The Gary Wenner Show on Sunday. Feel free to come by and check out everything Redline Radio happening that weekend at the Piston Power Show at the IX Center. Don't miss it. Can't wait. That's going to be a special show. It's, it's going to be, gonna be fun. great. Yeah, we got 12 live shows going live uh, all weekend from the Piston Power Show. If your favorite show is here on Redline, it 
more than likely will be live from the Piston Power Show. And if you're a good-looking lady, you don't even have to be good-looking, but if you're a lady and you come by and you say, hey, Justin, would you sign my tits? I'm a huge fan. I'll say, bet. You know who else says bet? Calvin Ridley. And that's what's going to cost him a year of NFL football because <laughs> Calvin Ridley, that's a segue, ladies and gentlemen. That's a that was a hell segue. of a segue. Calvin Ridley decided to take a little bit of time away from the NFL, claiming mental... Uh, he was mentally drained. He needed to step away from football. While he was stepped away from football, decided to bet on a couple of games. The NFL found out. They do have a service that knows how to track all this stuff down. They found out. They linked it back to Calvin Ridley's phone, his account. He is now suspended for one one season. I think Pre- that's a little harsh. I do, too. <laughs> you know, considering he, he bet on his own team to win, he was very adamant that he bet on them to win. He wasn't playing in the games. So he had no direct outcome of it. He had no inside information. Nothing. At all. He was sitting on his couch and just thought, fuck it, I'm going to bet on some football. It's funny to me that the NFL made sure we knew. They, they, they wanted to make sure everybody knew that he had no inside information, no inside scouting information, nothing from the coach, nothing from the players, nothing. Because the NFL just wants to isolate this as a one-off issue. You know what I mean? So they're yeah. trying to protect themselves perfectly. But a $1,500 bet or loss and what is he losing this year in, in salary? Like $11 million? Yeah, so that to him, that's a drop in the bucket. It's going to cost him an entire season. Uh, the fucked up thing about this, too, as a Browns fan, is an hour or two before this news broke, I don't know if you saw it, reports were coming out that the Patriots and the Browns were the two teams inquiring to Atlanta yeah. for Calvin Ridley. I saw so many tweets of people saying Calvin Ridley on the radar of the Browns. I, I yep. was excited. I would love to have him. I, I texted to my friend, and before he could even respond, I had to text him again and go, well, never mind. I don't think that's going to happen now. <laughs> So it happened in a flash, but I do agree that it's a little egregious that they would suspend him for an entire season. But basically, it just shows you that if you're in the NFL and you want to play a full season, just stick to beating your wife because that usually gets you like six games as long as there's no tape behind it, as we learned from Ray Rice or from Greg Hardy. Feel free to beat women, do whatever you want, kill people if you're Ray Lewis. Or inappropriately touch women and just settle the court. That that keeps you in the NFL too. Yeah, you could do it a couple of times. Or just bash their head into an elevator. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Do whatever you want. As long as there's no footage, you're good. So, so I was actually bet. I was Ooh. actually just going to bring that up. So major NFL suspensions. Ray Rice beating fiance, not to mention he killed somebody, uh, two games. Adrian Peterson. Oh, it was Ray, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, Lewis killed somebody. Lewis, yeah, but Ray Rice did beat his, his girlfriend yeah. or wife, whatever. Uh, Adrian Peterson, felony <laughs> child abuse, six games. Greg yep. Hardy beating girlfriend, ten games. Reduced to four. Yeah, it was a little too harsh. She didn't. She only had one black eye. Two black eyes. You get ten games. Ezekiel Elliott hitting women. Six games. Calvin Ridley seventeen games for using Fanduel. Josh Gordon six seasons for smoking weed. Yep, that just shows you the hypocrisy of the NFL. The other funny thing too is the NFL will be raking in cash as oh they continue to make more and more deals with with betting agencies. With I mean, they, every commercial break during an NFL game, you see Fanduel, which is. Or the Caesars Sportsbook. Yeah, Caesars, MGM, all these different things. And as more cities and states open up sports betting, it's only going to be way more advertised with the NFL, more money for them to put in their pockets. But if you're a player and you do it, suspended. I mean, the Cavs, the the, um, Quicken, not Quicken, wow, Rocket Rocket Mortgage and First Energy are both building um, areas in their stadiums for sportsbooks. So the NFL's all in on sports betting, but how dare anybody who's not actually playing the game but on the team? Unbelievable. And, I mean, think about the other fucked up things, too, is there's guys that could probably make bets that aren't. I wonder if the NFL would suspend a player like, uh, I'm not saying it happened, but let's just say Aaron Rodgers went on a betting site, and there's probably a list that said, 
bet on what team you think Aaron Rodgers goes to. He bets his entire paycheck on the on the Packers knowing he's not going anywhere, and he makes himself millions upon millions of dollars. That's not a game bet. So would the NFL have cracked down on him if that happened? Like, where's the line? Right. Oh, so you're saying like prop, prop bets? Bet, yeah. yeah. Prop I mean, bets would be okay. If he made a prop bet, would he would would you be in trouble for that? Because a guy could do that because there's so many prop bets for for free agents of what team they'll go to, and you could just bet on yourself and go, well, I know where I'm going, right. so fuck it, I'm cashing in. What makes me laugh about this too is you know the owner of the the Dolphins literally has paid Stephen Ross paid for losses on his team or tried to pay for losses on his team. But yet he's still an owner. He still owns the team. There's nothing, at least. Yeah, I haven't yet. talked about that in a few weeks. That's kind of quiet. It's not, funny the NFL not, yeah. doesn't really bring it's it up. It's kind of under the under the rug there. Well, you, you know? know, because Brian Flores is now. Yeah, he's employed, so they go yeah. all is forgiven. We're good now. Yeah. So that's a crazy story about Calvin Ridley. It is a shame because, again, he was on the Browns' radar. He was a guy that we're going to come after. Uh, we were going to go after potentially, and I think he kind of fits the mold for what the Browns are going to be looking for. Kyle was asking earlier about you know who who the Browns might be targeting in free agency. Uh, we got that here at the end. A couple guys they will not be targeting. Really quick, I'm going to go over all the franchise tags. We have Devontae Adams from the Packers. He got tagged wide receiver. Obviously, who who saw that coming? Everybody. Uh, we had Cam Robinson, the offensive tackle from Jacksonville. He got tagged. That's an interesting one because the Jacksonville Jaguars were linked to and still are a little bit. They're linked to an offensive tackle with the number one overall pick. Does tagging Cam Robinson then? put them back in the driver's seat for potentially drafting Hutchinson or, you know, a, a defensive player, or is tackle still on the board? We'll wait and see. Uh, Mike Jacecki, the tight end for Miami, he was tagged, but his camp is claiming slot receiver because he had like 70% of his snaps came from the slot. Really? So he's going to make wide receiver money being tagged as a tight end, and I think he's going to win that case. Nice. You have Dalton Schultz, the tight end for the Dallas Cowboys, who outperformed David Njoku by a mile, and... He got tagged. He's a guy that, you know, he deserved it more than David Njoku, in my opinion. Uh, Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay, he got tagged. He tore his ACL in the middle of the season last year. He's coming back to a I team a with... a small glimmer of hope that the Browns might try to go after him. He was questionable to me because from everything I've read, basically says that if you're coming off a torn ACL in the NFL, it's year two where you're back to normal. So Chris Godwin would be coming back fresh from his torn ACL. You'd have to give him a really big contract. Not something the Browns, the I risk, think, would really go yeah. for. Uh, Orlando Brown, the offensive tackle from Kansas City, he got tagged. He's not going anywhere. Jesse Bates, he got tagged from the Cincinnati Bengals, the safety, and then, of course, David Njoku. One guy that did not get tagged that I found really, really surprising, and I want your guys' thoughts, J.C. Jackson from the New England Patriots, one of the best cornerbacks, ball-hawking quarterbacks in the NFL, in, in football. They're letting him walk. I thought he was tagged. He wasn't? No, they're letting him go. He's going to free agency. Wow, that is that is. I honestly thought he was for sure tagged, but okay. Allen Robertson. I thought they're letting him walk, aren't they? Did I miss that one? No, they're not. They didn't tag him. Yeah, unless maybe he wants him. He's a Jags fan, Lee. <laughs> yeah, he does want him. <laughs> oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, but yeah, no, that's interesting. I'm surprised um, that they wouldn't tag him. I mean, because it wouldn't be that much. I mean, I think the contract would be. I mean, he'd, he'd want to get paid because he is one of the best corners in right, football, and still, I can see the Patriots good. not wanting to pay him, but. My other concern, though, is when you have a guy that talented and you're letting him walk, Bill Belichick is usually pretty smart when it comes to letting guys go. It's He knows when they're not going to work out on another team. And could this be a situation where he's only good because of the scheme that they run? Yeah. So maybe Jackson goes to another team, gets a huge contract, and then sucks. 
It's very possible because it happens a lot with Bill Belichick players. So what does he know that nobody else knows then? I mean, he just doesn't think it's it's worth keeping him around. He can put another person in that place and still do the same thing. I mean, I mean potentially, or that that could really be it because I think J.C. Jackson was an undrafted free agent. So maybe Bill's just going, "Fuck it, I'll find somebody else." Right. Interesting. So definitely something to keep an eye on there with J.C. Jackson. He's not a guy that I could see the Browns having on the radar. Uh, obviously, we need the depth at corner, but you're not going to put that kind of money into a backup. So that's not something we're going to be doing at all. But definitely something to keep an eye on. Again, as we said earlier, next week, the 16th, we will be going live uh, when we normally would be off. <clears throat> and that's because it is free agency. It, it officially kicks off next Wednesday at 4 p.m. We'll be going live at 930, just like normal. And we'll be talking about everything that's when been is, happening. When does tampering go? When, when is, I know tampering is happening right now, but I mean. The legal tampering window, I believe, starts Monday. I think it's 48 hours before the actual day. So I'm not. I'm not going to waste my time on, on projecting who I want the Browns to go after because based on what they've been doing with Andrew Barry, it's not going to be anybody that we're, you know, it's not going to be your top-tier player. The Browns, as they showed last year with Anthony Walker, with Jadavian Clowney, we get these guys on one-year deals. We get some guys you maybe have never really heard of. You kind of have to look up who they are, but it works out. Maybe they make one big splash because two years ago, we who was our big splash? Austin Hooper, the big contract. Yep. Last year, the big splash was John Johnson III. Everybody else was kind of on smaller deals. You had Troy Hill last year, hometown kid, not a great player, but a decent enough contract. But it was we didn't really blow anybody away. And then you got Jadivian Clowney. So that's kind of the same thing I would kind of I would tell Browns fans to pump the brakes a little bit. That's something to keep an eye on for that is the under the radar players. Don't look at the top of the list in terms of the free agency ranking. But by this time next week when we're talking about it, I doubt everybody signed. There still will be a ton of players. So as we do the show and we break down who's been signed and blah, 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 we will then break down the remaining players and yeah. talk about who, where maybe we see them going. But I hate projecting. I don't like – like mock drafts are great because it's just for fun. Projecting free agency, though, is a whole other animal. You never know what a team's going to offer. <clears throat> there could be some weird behind-the-scenes things of like a guy's going to sign with this team because he's friends with the coach or something crazy that you don't even know about. And I think it's a little too hard to project uh, free agency. Either way, next week's going to be fun. That's but it's going to be great. I can't wait. It's This is my favorite time of the season is when it's so the many season Because free agency is going to help shape up what's going to happen for the draft. And as we lead up to the draft, Kyle and I will be doing a lot of shows with projections for the draft. And then right before the actual draft happens, we will do our own mock draft that we do every year. One of my favorite things. It's so fun going through the rounds. Yeah. Who we think. And it's such a wild card. That's what I love about the NFL is you, you make your 32-team mock draft. And we've been pretty. We're not bad. We've had some good picks. The only thing accurate. though is that you, you're you're we're really good with the position. It's the players that, that that's true. Them. So yeah. you're really good. You're like, all right, this team needs a tackle. They're going to take this guy, but it turns out to be a different tackle. Yeah, and that fucks. They've been going for year. almost 20 years. <laughs> He's special. I mean, I do have to pay for my flight, so if anybody wants to hook me up with a free flight, I would love that. But I already paid for that, too, so I'm good. All right, and now we have reached towards the end of the show. This is where we all break up a little minute to stop talking about sports, and we like to do just the tip. Tim's not here, so Lee is going to fill in for him. So I'm going to give the, the floor to Lee. Take it away, my friend. All right, so if you guys are looking for something fun to do this weekend, I know we were talking about the official band of Redline Radio LLC, and they're great. You know, I like Bad Juju. I love Bad, bad, bad Juju. But if you want something a little bit harder, 
They're a 90s alternative rock band. They do things like Stained, Nirvana, Alice in Chains. They really, really like... Uh, what the hell's the name of that band? Um, the, the band that does Even Flow. I can't remember their name off the top of my head. Oh, uh, is it not Pearl Jam? Pearl Jam, yeah, Pearl Jam. yes. There you go. So they will be at uh, the Mario's Lakeway on Men Around the Lake this uh, Friday night as part of the Street Royalty um, Motorcycle Club 5th Annual Beer Bash. Uh, as you see there, entry is $20 into the... Uh, into the raffle, and they do have a free keg uh, while it lasts. So if you guys liked a little bit of harder music and you want a great time this weekend, go check out my guys in Jester's Revenge. They are a fun time. Went and saw them this past weekend in, uh, where the hell were we? Brunswick? Maybe even further than that uh, at, uh, at Wits End, and it was a great time. Always love these guys. Check them out. If you do go see them, tell them that Redline Radio and Lee Money sent you, especially tell the singer that because that guy owes me money. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. He don't owe me money, but he's a great friend of mine. So go ahead and check him out. You guys will not be disappointed. Hey, who doesn't like free beer? Hey, amen to that. That's that's. I'm sold. I mean, free keg. <laughs> you're going to see a lot of people there, I'm sure. All right, now, Kyle, you're up. Yeah, so mine's a, mine's a little somber, but I wanted to touch base on this and bring it up. Um, back on August 26th of uh, 2021, um, there was a suicide bombing that took place at the uh, Kabul uh, airfield over in Afghanistan. And it was we all know about this. It was, it was pretty widespread. It was, it was big news everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that day, 170 Afghan citizens lost their life and 13 U.S. military members lost their life. Out of the 13 members, there was a, a, a kid by the name of Maxton Soviak. Max Soviak, if you want to call him Max. Um, what's important to me in this one is Max went to my alumni. He went to my high school I graduated from. He went to Edison. Um, I had an old high school friend reach out to me recently. We just started talking back and forth, and he had, he had mentioned what my high school is trying to do or old high school is trying to do for him. And I think it's really cool. I wanted to mention it today. Um, they're trying to um, honor Max in a, in a huge way. They're trying to – he played football – in high school, he's huge athletics, and, and his during his junior year, he took the team to a fight. Like he helped take the team to the Final Four in the state championship. Um, and I, I went to Edison, and our team could barely win a fucking football team when I played. Um, it's not because I played, but anyways, um, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't great back then. But it's it's an accomplishment, and I think it's really cool. They're trying to um, put his number um, as a permanent like hashtag on the on the twenty seven yard line. Um, but in order to do that, they have to convert from um, grass to turf in order to ha- make this happen. So they're doing a huge fundraiser. They're, they're, they're getting it out there to people. They're trying to get people to raise money for it, to try to get this over. I think it's a great cause. Um, I, I graduated with his older – I mean, not graduated, but I, I went to school with his older sister. I worked with his older sister before. Um, great family. So it's a good cause. If you're really interested in doing this, please reach out to uh, Nick Wenzel. He's the athletic director at Edison High School. Um, Give them a call, 419-499-4652. As of right now, they haven't really um, given the levels of sponsorship, but I I think anything right now will help. Their goal is to get this done in the next couple years. Uh, It's a great cause. It's it's been sad, obviously, those 13 members, all kids, all young kids. Um, It's just just unfortunate. Um, But it's a great cause. Reach out to them. If you need any more information, reach out to me. You have my information. I'll be more than happy to pass on the information. Um, But, yeah, check it out. It's, It's a great thing they're doing. Absolutely. 
So, Mine is uh, uh, so real quick be less before, serious. Before yeah. we move on from yep. that, so they basically just want to like put like a picture of his jersey. No, so they want to take so on the their, his number was twenty seven. So they want to take at the twenty seven yard hash like the hash mark because it's not a, a typical number. Right. They want to permanently stitch his his jersey number. They like make it bigger. Like actually call out the twenty seven oh, yard okay. line. Oh, no, that, Because that's... that wasn't that was his number in high school. So it's kind of like honoring him. You know, put the big 27 there because, you know, you don't see 27 on the football field. Right, 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 right. Um, and kind of do it like as a, an homage to him, which I think is really cool. No, no, that is cool. It's a very original idea. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and again, mine is uh, <laughs> not serious at all. My tip of the week is kind of a two-parter. I have McGruber, the movie, is my tip of the week. One of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's fucking hysterical. It's got Will Forte, Ryan Phillippe, uh, Kristen Wiig, and Val Kilmer in the movie. It's fantastic. Is this the original movie? Yeah, the, the movie. Not the show. That just came out. <clears throat> no, so okay. that's, the, that's why it's okay, a two-parter. It. So Sorry. before you see the show, which just came out on Peacock a few months ago, definitely check out the movie first. Both are hysterical. This, I don't know if you watched this, oh, the show yet. Not the show yet. No, the movie's fucking hilarious. The show is great. It's just as good as the movie. Um, but the movie is one of my favorite of all times. I'm a huge comedy movie fan, and this one is, is an all-time classic for me. I could watch it any day, any time. It's, it's great. I laugh out loud. <laughs> Uh, the show just as good. I wish they wouldn't have taken as long as they did to make it because it, it was like a ten year gap between the movie and the show. Does it hold up? I mean, oh yeah, it's, it's it follows right after, and they have really good stories as to like what happened in between, and it's it's all been fantastic. It's so fucking funny. So I so think you this check all started as a parody of MacGyver. Yeah, it was an SNL skit. A that lot they of used these, to do. A lot of these movies have just been spinoff skits that they've just elongated into movies and shows. Yeah, it's just Lorne Michaels. He's got all that money from Saturday Night Live, so. McGruber was such a funny skit. They were like, fuck it, let's make it into a movie. Right. And Lorne Michaels backed it. And then now it's a TV show. Will Forte just hosted SNL a few months ago, and they did more McGruber skits with all the people from the movie in it. <laughs> and it was all fucking hysterical. It was great because it was all based around like COVID and stuff because it's all modern. So it was really good. I think Will Forte's hysterical. I'm going to have to go back and watch the uh Yeah, I just wish Kristen Weig was funny so that I can get into it. She's really good in this. She she definitely has a lot of movies where you're like, Ugh. but she in, in this movie, she's fucking hysterical. I think it's just because Will Forte just makes the best out of everybody. Did you watch his other show, not to get off topic, with The uh, Last Man? Oh, I loved it. I hated that they just abruptly ended it. Yeah. And it never got picked back up. It was a cliffhanging season finale, and then Fox goes, canceled. Done. And that was it. And you're watching it like, what the fuck? I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but the show's been off the air for like five years. So if you haven't seen it now, that's on you. But the last episode ends with like, in the distance, you see a bunch of people where they think that there's only like 10 of them on earth and they see a lot more people in the distance and you're like, oh shit, what's going to happen? And it never came Done. back. Got canceled. I was pissed. That was devastating to me. <laughs> but that's my tip of the week. They did that with a show that I, I really enjoy called Kyle XY about 10, 15 years oh, ago. I heard about too. that one. I never saw it, but I heard they, about they it. They ended it in the middle of the season. On, like, a total Star Wars Luke, I am your father moment. Mm. And then just done. Never came back. Never came back. There was talk that Netflix was going to pick it up, but it's owned by the Mickey Mouse Corporation, and mm. that mouse refuses to give it up, kind of like, you know, um, everything that the yeah, mouse owns. pretty much. That's unfortunate. That sucks. All right. Well, on behalf of Talking About Balls, that's going to do it for this week's episode. And as always, never, ever say never, ever. <laughs>